everyone bow your head. Dear Lord, thank you for this time for us to come together and uh, just be able to like sing praises to you openly, freely, and to be able to come listen to Dan preach your word. And uh, I just thank you for this ability for all of us to just come together in community. And uh, I just pray as Dan comes up that uh, his the word he has to preach to us will just uh, impact our hearts and we'll be able to just take it in and be able to uh, utilize it. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Corbin. Can I mess up your notes now? I, I did last one. Okay. The, um, I found when it interpret the prayer that he just prayed the end it was just lord just help it make sense and us understand something that he says that's my prayer every time i come here oh lord just help something something to make sense please um we're in the book of what y'all know what book we were in this past week second what second kings is it in chapter do you remember that no this is tough chap chap chapter five we're talking about a man named who last week naaman n-a-a-m-a-n that's the guy's name and he's an israelite is that correct no he's from syria he's commander of the army and what disease did he have leprosy leprosy is a is a not very good disease i I talked about it i've got a uh, now this isn't a graphic clip at all so don't worry about that this is a cartoon and I forget what group it's with, but there's an, it's a Bible story type car, car, cartoon that I'm just going to let play in a second um, without sound. And as I talk through what we, I'm just going to sort of rehash real quick what we talked about last week. And it shows Naaman when he's about to get into the Jordan, he dips down and he's healed. Now on the, on the bank, there's some kids there and there's an ape, ape alien dude in red i don't know who this that isn't real this isn't biblical from the true story so don't go man i didn't know that was in the bible some of you might go i might read that more that was pretty cool so um so he so take a look at, at this because i want you to understand we don't know exactly how sick he was uh and go ahead and hit play go ahead sydney i wonder how sick he was or how how advanced the d- disease that he 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 had one was but there were sores on his body. If you even even look in the 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 the, the cartoon here, there's there's sores on his his body. This is where he stands before the Jordan. Okay, and he's about to go in. But so we knew he had a defeat de, defeating what? Y'all remember? Defeating problem. There was a desperate plea because he was he had to leave his homeland to go get help. There was a divine plan or a deranged proposition was dip it in the jordan this unclean jordan if you want to be cleansed and changed you've got to go in the jordan and right there in that scene you saw there was a there was a daring participant he had his destructive pride there was a daring participant who was a servant of his that said hey go if he said just do this go and do this now this is just showing a a memory that he had he looks in it and he, we see that he, he becomes a daring participant himself because he goes in the Jordan. Now, look look at this scene. Just because you sort of see, because we, we, we don't take into account, it was a disease over his whole 
whole, whole body. It itched. It hurt. It was going to kill him. And the prophet of God said, dip in the Jordan seven times and you will be healed. This shows the, fir- the first time daddy goes in this. Now, there's that weird guy. I don't know who he is. Uh, and then it shows the second time. And then it's going to show, it's going to sk- skip, skip it ahead. And it's going to show the se- seventh time uh, daddy goes. This is, this is coming out the sixth time. He's still not healed. I wonder at that point, what did he think? Is God going to show up? Have you ever had that time in your life where you go, man, is God really going to show up here? And uh, in the last second, he does. Now, you saw what his, his skin was like, and we really don't know, but do you understand that when he came up the seventh time that he was healed, completely healed, the sores were gone, the flesh was made whole like a baby's skin. Uh, and this sort of shows as he comes out of the water soon, he's healed. I think we, we, we lose, we read the story sometimes and it's flat as we read it, and we don't get the scope of this guy who had disease that we was going to die from um, was healed. Uh, God did a mir- miraculous thing in his life. Now, we're, we're going to go, now, that's Na- Naaman, and we're going to go past this text to verse 15 is where we're going to start. And uh, I, a lot of times I, 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 I have you stand and, and uh, sing. Uh, I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to turn it off. Um, stand and not sing. Stand and, and read along. We're not going to read along with this part. We're going to read along with the next part. I just want to explain through this part. I think, do we have verses 15 and up there, Sydney? Okay, just sort of sit there and read along with me, beginning in 2 Kings verse 5 and verse 15. Then he returned to the man of God. He and all his com- com- company, he came up and stood before him, and, and he, he said, Behold, I know there is no God in all the earth but in it, 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 Israel. So accept now a present from your ser- ser- servant. There's three things we see that there's a transformed life because he had, it said, 10 talents of silver and a lot of gold. Now, a talent of silver, one talent is 75 pounds, okay, of of silver. And today's age, that would be worth, one talent would be worth over 20 grand. Just this bag, put it in a bag, 75 pounds of silver, 20 grand for us. In that day and age, a talent of silver could pay 200 men for a month, their wages for a month. It, it would pay one man his pay for 16, and 16 years and eight months. It would be all his pay, 16 years, eight months. Think of how much you, would, you can make in, in, in 16 years and eight months. That was one talent of silver. So understand the scope of what he was just healed. He, he, his king had helped him to get this money, and he was like, here, you have changed me. Here's the gift. And the prophet of God says this in verse 16, but he said, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will re- receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. The prophet of God ref- refused it. And then we see some interesting things here. And just a lot of folks will take this and they can preach a whole night on this one little part, but I just want to Take note of it. Then, then, then Naaman said, If not, please let there be given to your servant two mule loads of earth. 
For from now on, your servant will not offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any God but the Lord. He said before, hey, I know there's no God but the God of is, 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 is Israel. So he said, let, let me take some of your land and t- t- take it back to my home and let me spread it out and I will worship God there because this is, this is holy ground and I, 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 I will praise him there. So he was transformed. He said, you know what? My life has changed. I will, I will, will, will follow God for the rest of my life. And then it says this in verse 18. In this, this matter, this next thing he's about to say, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of Rimmon to, to worship there, that's, that's a Syrian God, he says. Um, he goes to worship there, lean, leaning on my arm, and I bow myself in the house of Rimmon. When I bow myself in the house of Rimmon, the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. Will the Lord pardon your servant in this matter? He says, hey, when I'm back and I've got to serve my king and I've got to take him into the place where he worships his God, and because to bow him down, I've got to bow down too. I'm not bowing down to this God. I am bowing because I've got to help him. I've got to serve him because that, that is my job to do is to take care of him. My heart is not going to this God. It is just to help the king who I'm called to serve. Will I be pardoned? Will, will that be a sin against me? Or, or will God allow me to do this? And the prop, 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 prophet of God says to him, go in peace. But we see something. And Naaman was definitely changed because you see how thought out he was? He said, you know what? Let me take some of this land with me because this is now my God. And I will worship him for the rest of my life. And hey, what do I do if I'm caught in the spot? Prophet, tell me what to do. And the prophet is saying, hey, it's not what you do with your legs or knees. It's what you do with your heart. Okay? Do we understand? It's not how good you look. It's not the fact you come to the edge or church or, or do the right stuff. It's a matter of the heart. So we see something that, 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 that Naaman was changed. Naaman was changed. Now, we're going to read 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 19 through 27, because there's another character in the story. And all of a sudden, Naaman, who's been the key guy, is no longer the main guy. So I want you to stand with me, 2 Kings chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 19. And this is what it says. My glasses, I can't read that. I've got to read this. Verse 19, uh, it says, he said to him, go in peace, uh, is what the, the Elisha said to, to Naaman. But when Na- Naaman had gone from him a short distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, see, my master has spared this Naaman the Syrian and not accepting from his hand what he brought. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. Verse 21, so Gehazi followed Naaman, and when Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from the chariot to meet him and said, is all well? And he said, all is well. My master has sent me to say, there have just now come to me from the hill country of Ephraim two young men, the sons of the prophets. Please give give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothing. And Naaman said, be pleased to accept two talents, and he urged him and tied up two talents of silver in two bags and with two changes of clothing and laid them on two of his servants. And they they carried them before 
Gehazi. And when he came to the hill, he took, he took them from their hand and put them in the house. And he sent the men away, and they de- departed. They left. So before he got to the house, he takes the stuff, runs it into the house, comes back to the hill, and shoes them. Go, okay, thanks, guys. I pre- appreciate the help. Because you understand, one talent, 75 pounds. So this isn't just something you, you is, is light. Let, let's go on. It says in verse 25, he went in and stood before his ma- ma- master. And Elisha said to him, where have you been, Gehazi? And he said, your servant went nowhere. But he said to him, did not my heart go when the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Was it a time to accept money and garments, olives, olive orchards and vineyard sheep and oxen, male servants and female servants? Verse 27, therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and to your descendants forever. So he went out from his presence, a leper like snow. Man, this is an uplifting passage. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. Lord, I thank you that you teach us even here tonight that sin is serious and it's not a game to be played. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a thing to be slayed, Lord. And um, Lord, give us the strength and courage to follow you and be obedient to you and to fight against uh, selfishness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody, t- take a seat. Oh, it's read through a pretty long story, so have your Bibles open. We're, we're, we're mainly king in in verse uh, 22 through 25 or 4 right now. Uh, and my qu- question is, what commandments did Gehazi break? Hmm, you mean I got to actually think here a little bit? Yeah, that, that's, that's good. It's good. What commandments? So let's. Can, can we name off? Can we name off the ten commandments here? Do we know, do do we know the the ten? Can we? Uh, someone begin to shout out. What's one one, one of them? What's that? No other gods. No other gods. Yep. Before me, that's the uh, first one. Okay. What what else? It's in Exodus twenty. Is the ten commandments? What else? Let's shout out. What are the ten commandments? Come on, just name one of them. Respect your mother and. And Father, I heard, I heard, do not murder, murder right? Do not, what? Don't lie. That's, don't bear false witness. That's the ninth one. What, what, what else we got? No other, gods. The, no, no other gods and no, no I, idols, right? That, I'll take that one for that one. What else is a Ten Commandment? Do not steal. Honor your mother and father of God. Don't cheat. Is that, is that what I heard? Because y'all are close on that. Don't steal. I've got already. We've got marked off. Do, do not commit adultery. Um, Sabbath, right? Don't use the Lord's name in vain. And uh, do not covet, right? Do not covet. What is, does that mean to co- covet? And I want that dude. I want that. Give me that. Oh, you wanting somebody else's to you know? Yeah, and almost you take take it to point to deceive it to uh, take. So, the question is: of those ten commandments, what one did Ge- which ones did Gehazi?
break. Don't lie. Okay, I've got don't lie in there. Uh, I've got it as um, my master has sent me to say, is what he tells Naaman. Did Elisha send him to say that? Blatant, clear lie right there in verse 22. What, what else did he break? Do, 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 do not steal. He, he took them from their hand and put them in the house. Stuff was not, that stuff that was not here, right? He, do not steal. What else did he do? What else did he break? Do not covet. He was that right in the start when he saw all that stuff. And, oh, 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 I don't know what he did, but that's what it probably was. I would have done if I was him in, in sinning. Hopefully I'm not. What else? No other gods before me, right? Greed. We see greed clearly throughout the, the whole thing. What else? Y'all name like four of them. Huh? Be kind to your neighbor, not one of the Ten Commandments, because that's a great thing to do. And he wasn't real unkind here. He was more selfish, but I'm with you. What about, look at this, because this is interesting, because I think he broke the third commandment. It was just don't take the Lord's name in vain. If you look in verse 20, he says this, as surely as the Lord lives, I will go go there uh, and get something from them. Surely as the Lord lives, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, go lie and steal and cheat. And I think that's sort of, it's it's not really being respectful of the name of God, right? I mean, there's many ways we're not respectful of the name of God. It's it's th- thrown around in a lot of ways, and uh, man, we've got to be r- really aware of that. Shall not covet, y'all got. Uh, I'm trying to see. In verse 25, we see that he he lied again, where he says, "Hey, hey, Gehazi, where have you been?" Elisha says that he says, "Man, your your servant went no 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 nowhere." Now, there's a point right here when, um, when he's caught. You see that point in verse 26 where Elisha goes, Hey, y'all, pay attention, pay attention, just hang, hang with me tonight, hang with me. Elisha says to him, Hey, um, did I not see when, when Naaman turned to, gr- to, gr- to greet you? Have you ever been in that spot when you were lying? And all of a sudden, whoever you were lying to gave some hint that they, they knew more than you thought they knew, and you were busted. And that's the worst feeling. Worst feeling. Because you are stuck. Y'all have heard me tell stories, and I repeat them a lot because they, this is what I did, but I went and saw, someone even brought it up to me tonight, I went and saw Jefferson Starship. I was, supposed to, I was 15, I was supposed to be at work, at the movies, I worked for about a year at the movies. I had more friends that year than in any year of my life because I got four in free every night. I could get four friends in free. So I had more friends. It's amazing. Then I lost a job and lost some friends. But that night, I told mom I was going to go to work, and I went and saw this concert, Jefferson Starship. We built this city on rock and roll, baby. Built this city. Awesome. And I get home that night. And uh, mom goes, hey, how, how's work? I went, oh, work was all right. You know, it was a little bit, it was a little bit long and, you know, one big crowd there, so it just took a long time. She goes, oh, I went to the, the movie, 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 movie tonight. That moment, I knew if I said another word, I would be struck dead by my mom. Yeah? 
And there's times when, when he's in this spot in verse 26. And I think when I read this, get, this is a prophet of God you're lying to. Prophet of God. He had seen him just the passage before in 2 Kings 4, raise the Shumanite woman's son from the dead. He had seen this prophet of God do this amazing thing, and now he thinks, oh, I'm going to get away with stuff. And when I read that, I look at it and go, idiot. Gehazi's an idiot. Sorry if that's, uh, we don't use that word. Okay, he's a dummy. Oh, we don't use that word either. Well, I don't know what he is, but he's one of those, right? Um, he's working for the powerful prophet of God, and he thinks he can get away with stuff. I think, man, he has got to have some screws loose to even think he can get away with stuff. But can I ask you this? Aren't we the same thing? Do you understand? If you believe in God, if you believe he is who he says he is, that he sees us all the time. Wait, all the time. Not just, you know, you know when I, I can talk about, about Noah, but when Noah was three or four or eight, I don't remember what age, he would, like, his room was across the living room. Our, our room was over here. I always wanted to get to, to mom. And one night, I see Noah doing this. I'm on the couch, the, the, the TV. His room is back here. There's a, a hallway. Our, our room door is right by the, the TV, and this is Noah. I mean, moving like a cat, man. He is moving smooth, and not even, didn't even peek at me, just did this. And I went, Noah. And he goes, <gasps> like, holy cow, how did he see me? And we're like that with God. We act like we can hide our sin. And, man, no one's going to see. And you know what? We might hide it from the world for a while, but the world always seems to, to catch up and find it. Our sin always tends to stir up, and there's always a cloud around it. And someone that you, who promised you they would not talk, they're going to talk. Because, man, it's just what we do. But, but even if the world never finds out, you understand the creator of the world sees everything. And we act like this guy who says, eh, I, was no, I was nowhere. Yeah, God, I'm good, man. I, I'm good. And God's going, man, oh, dummy, you know, I love you, but dummy. That's why the word God calls us sheep. You understand that sheep are the dumbest, weakest things in the world. And we're referred to sheep all the time. Sheep, sheep, sheep can't bite. I mean, they don't do anything worthwhile. They get stuff in their fur, and they can't get it out. They need help. They get stuck. Their little legs are like, like toothpicks. They're losers of the animal world. That's what the Word of God says you are. Ah, oh, man, this is supposed to be like a nice uplifting thing. I'm supposed to, this, the good thing is, in the spite of that, of who, who, who we are in that, God says you're worthwhile. You're important. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's all free stuff right there. Um, you know what's interesting in this is, is that we see y'all named off five or six co commandments that he broke, right? Some he broke a couple times. Do you, do you notice in your own life sin leads, you, most times sin leads to sin? Sin breeds sin. When we start off with a small lie, Someone says something, all of a sudden we lie again because we're trying to keep that lie safe. And all of a sudden there's, there's two lies out and we're beginning to change its shape and form. And all of a sudden, you know, lust is the same thing. Lust will start small and it gets big. 
no one ever in a marriage, they shouldn't if they're, they're any sanity at all, plan to have an affair from, from their spouse. They don't plan to do that, but it starts small, and it breeds, it breeds loud and, 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 and big. You know, and this is such a picture of that, because of the guys in the story, who should you be like, Naaman or Gehazi? Naaman, man, my hope, because this is really a, a character study. There's, there's two men. One of them, look at this. Let's compare the two. Naaman, outside the fold. You, you know what that means? He is not an Israelite. We could almost put in the frame of, hey, he's not churched. But he, there's, there's a connection with God somehow, and he seeks at, 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 at. After God, the other guy, he's a servant, not a slave, a a servant of the prophet of God. He's inside the fold. He's inside the church. And because of that fact, it seems like in this whole story, he thinks that he's good because he's a he's a servant of the prophet of God. He's I'm good. I I I I go to church. Naaman is a a servant of the king of Syria, and was also co- commander of the ar- armies. He, um, Gehazi, I just said, was a servant of the per- the per- the per- prophet of God. Na- Naaman was a leper. Okay, a leper, diseased and dying without hope. Ge- Gehazi, from what we can tell, was he- he- healthy living fancy-free without a care. One of them is dying without hope. One of them is, man, it's it's cool, it's good, I'm good. I'm I'm with the the church crowd, I'm good. You understand being with the church crowd doesn't mean you're good. There's so much more to a relationship with Christ than that. Naaman, seeking God for help, going to Elisha, Gehazi seeking self for gain. Right? Greedy. Man, man, if, if I could only have this, I am set for life. Naaman, in the end, is obedient and tr- 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 transformed. In the end, Gehazi is di- di- diseased and cursed. Man. You know, this was the main points. Just because you're in the fold, just because you're in church, doesn't mean you're good. It doesn't mean you're good. You don't understand. I'm, I'm from a Christian home. It doesn't mean you're good. You don't understand. I even go to a Christian school. It doesn't mean you're good. First Samuel 16, 7 says that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And we could look good all day long. But did you see the seriousness of his sin? He said, well, he sinned a lot. Can I tell you something? We, we sin a lot. We deserve what he, he, he got and more. And that's the thing about grace and the mercy of God is that, that we get what we don't deserve. We don't deserve forgiveness. We don't deserve heaven. We don't deserve to be with, with God. We don't deserve the gift of his son dying on the cross for us. But he gives us to it to us what we don't 
deserve. That's why when we choose between right and wrong and, and what God, God calls us to be, I want to fight to be who God has called me to be, what his word says I should be. I want to fight that. Why? Because I'm thankful. Because I don't deserve the good stuff. But he gives it anyways. And one last note on, on, on sin. Man, we act like it's a game, but it's serious. Do you understand your sin may not, usually will not, only affect you? It will affect, as at your age, especially friendships and friends and a chance to, to rock them, to wreck them, to knock them down. Uh, it's going to affect relationships. It's going to affect fam- 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 family. Uh, in this story, it says that in, in the, the, the last verse, he says this, and you go, man, this is harsh. Therefore, the leprosy of, uh, of Naaman, what was just healed from this one guy, he says, shall cling to you and to your descendants forever. Man, sin is, is serious. Don't let it be a game. Just because you go to church or you're in church, it doesn't mean that you're good. It, it, does, it does, doesn't mean you, you, you hit the card, you clocked in, I'm fine. It's about a relationship with Christ. It's about living for him every day. It's about accepting his forgiveness. And like we talked about a few weeks back, being a light to a world that needs to see a light. Let's pray. We'll be be done tonight. Dear God, we thank you so much for tonight. I thank you so much for your word and for your truth. And Lord, I just ask that you will give us the courage um, to, as Naaman did, uh, when we are in a bad spot to be desperate enough to fight to you and to go to you, whatever it takes. And whatever you say to do, Lord, give give us the courage to follow and obey. We thank you for Jesus uh, and uh, just uh, his gift of dying on a cross as a sacrifice for our sins. Uh, Lord, help us to honor you with our lives. Bless this group. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't forget to sign up on some of those sign-up sheets.